after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of of Moving the Goalposts on Empty the Bench Podcast Network. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make make sure to subscribe on, to the Empty the Bench Network on YouTube. Follow us on social media at MTGPETB. Um, follow the Empty the Bench Podcast Network across all social media um, at ETB Network. Um, we're on. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, and soon TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick D. Martin, Liam at Liam C. Wilson. All right. So we are fine. Uh, you know, and you can find us uh, on etbpodcast.com. That's where, that's where you can find us. And YouTube, youtube.com slash ETB network. Uh, all right. So, and so uh, just make sure to like and subscribe. Um, so I, a lot going on in the NFL. Um, there's a lot I, that I want to talk about, but I will say I want justice. I want justice for us Bengals betters who bet who were betting on them on false pretenses. Um, I'm out of first place in my pick'em pool because I took the Bengals and they hid that injury. This is disgraceful. Um, I don't know what the punishment is going to be, but I'm still angry about this. No, this is so. I don't understand the people who are angry about this. It's, it's uh, okay. So, so last last year, I had a bet on uh, Christian McCaffrey to go over fifty yards and a certain amount of passing yards, and he was he would have got it easily, but he got injured during the game. So, does that mean that I should be upset or like as upset as the people have been about the Joe Burrow thing? No, people players get injured all the time. You, Anytime you bet, you expect a player could get injured. Burrow's been injured. The first two weeks, he was injured of the season. He hasn't been good the whole season. I don't. I think the outrage of this is crazy. Like, no, no, no. He, it's not injured. the same thing. Hold on, hold on. It's not the same thing at all. He got injured during the game. The Bengals knew he was injured and hit it. That's the difference. You always know it's a possibility that you can get injured. It's different when a team knows a player is injured and hides it. So you're betting on false pretenses. It's completely different. But he could have got bit injured on the first play of the game, right? Even of if he wasn't he that, that would be different because you can't predict what's going to happen. It's one thing if something does happen. It's another thing if he already is injured and then the Bengals hide it, which they're required to tell the league about. Like They are required to disclose all injuries to the league. So it's completely different when in the first place – you're essentially being defrauded into betting these games. It's not the same thing if a player gets injured in the middle of a game. No, I don't think that they did it to say injured and the Bengals hide it. 
I, I don't, I don't, but I don't think they did it. Say, oh fuck everybody who's betting. We're gonna do this, and you know, I don't think there was. I'm not saying as they did. Motive. I think that the ulterior motive was to keep him away from, uh, uh, or to, to to maybe I don't know what the ulterior motive was, but the it hurt them in the long run, right? Obviously, the Bengals because now he won't play for the rest of the year. But I don't understand. Um, I don't understand that. I, I think that the, it's it's really buyer beware. You know, you know, a guy's going to get hurt at some point. I understand you're saying that they kept him, that kept it. But I, but I, I think players do all the time. There's players who are game time decisions, right? So if he was, what if they made him a game time decision and then they they say he's out at eight eight ten, and everyone who bet would have already bet, right? Well. Okay, I, I think that's a, I think that's a little bit different because you know beforehand it's a game time decision because because that information is given to you. This is something that they were deliberately hiding. It's completely different. Now I'm not saying the reason they did it is because they wanted to screw over betters. Obviously, they wouldn't do that. They, they, they have no incentive to. What I'm saying is they probably didn't want to disclose it, disclose it for whatever reason. Most likely because they thought it would give them a disadvantage. Whatever it is. But in the process of that, it screwed over the betters who bet on it. And part of the reason they're required to disclose all of these injuries to the NFL is so they're is because of gambling. It's a multi-million dollar industry. And, you know, the betting odds makers have to be given as much information as possible so they can accurately make the lines, which they weren't able to do. They, you know, that they are required. Even if an, uh, even if the right tackle had a thumb injury, they right. have to report that to the NFL. That would likely not affect the line at all. This is the starting quarterback, and you're right; he was injured a lot all the year. But this is a different injury. This this had to do with his wrist, and the Bengals knew that he was injured and knew that he likely probably shouldn't have been playing. Um, I'm not mad at them for playing him, but but the point that I'm making is. They have to disclose all of this information. It's different if something happens in a game. There's nothing you can do about that. But then you're hiding this information from people who are betting on it, who for people who are betting on it basically on false pretenses. That, that's my point. But so, but so, 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 Florida State didn't cover on Saturday. Should every person of Florida State got their money back? No, it's completely different. Something happened in the middle of the game. It's completely different. You know that something – you're right. It's always a possibility that somebody can get injured. But you can't predict what's going to happen beforehand. The point is the Bengals knew that he was injured. It had already happened, and we were not – and it was hidden from us. That's the point that I'm making. It's completely – it's not the same thing at all. It's different when something happens in the middle of a game, in the middle of the game, as opposed to it didn't happen. It's almost like insider trading. It's a similar type of concept. Like I understand, but yeah, I, I honestly think that this probably goes on a lot more, and it just doesn't get noticed because of fair enough. Wealth. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And very often, I don't think it matters that much because you, most players probably don't affect lines very much. Uh, well, and nobody would have known. Also, nobody nobody would have known if uh, if they if there wasn't the video. Um, Uh, if there wasn't the video of him with the the uh, thing on his hand, also no one would have known yeah, that. That's so. certainly well. He also got hurt in the middle of the game. I mean, first of all, just besides all of this, Joe Burrow never should have been playing. He was hurt all year. He never should have been playing. I mean, I thought that the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, 
You're right. It probably does. Although in this case, it is a lot more impactful um, because it's a starting quarterback. I mean, that's always right. going to have a pretty big impact on the lines. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that part. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just absolutely pissed about this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think some betting, I think DraftKings is like giving people their money back, but I don't know uh, how many, I don't know how many of them are doing that. Um, I mean, moving on to the, uh, the, the, uh, the Jets and, uh, the Jets. So the Jets and Giants, the Jets got killed by the Bills. I told everybody this was going to happen. Um, last week you said the Jets were going to be okay. Yeah. Will you admit that I was right? Uh, yeah, I would admit that, um, yeah, I would admit that they, that you are right. Kind of, I, I, I think that I do think that the, the, uh, that the coaching is also the bigger problem than uh, the quarterback play. But also I don't, so the, the, the way that the jets are handling everything is stupid, which they did this last year as well, but not now. So their whole like attitude was that they were going to stick with Zach Wilson um, for the whole season. They've been so stubborn on Zach Wilson and now they haven't even made him the backup. They made him the third string, which they did the exact last year so nothing they do makes sense but another thing that i wanted to point out was the the jets had lost the game for a while first of all they only scored a touchdown because they had a fake punt uh go right otherwise they wouldn't have scored a touchdown at all they didn't really put together a long drive but they had a play where it was third down it was second down in the second half it was 16 to 6 and um or it was 23 to 6 and uh they run a short pass to stefan Diggs. Diggs catches it so uh, he gets immediately wrapped up, and uh, it's going to be third and five, except that Sauce Gardner picks him up and throws him to the ground. So it's a 15-yard penalty, and now it's a first down. And then there was another play where the Bills ran the ball. It was going to be third down, and Michael Clemens threw the offensive lineman onto the ground and gave them 15 yards. They take stupid penalties every game, and that's completely on the coaching. They've done nothing to to wrap up stupid penalties. Stupid yeah, penalties. absolutely. I mean, people forget that if the Jets had lost that game to the Giants, Michael Clemens took one of the worst penalties you could take, which was a, the Gi- Giants were about to pump from their own end zone on fourth and four, and he jumped off sides. Like, yeah. they, they don't do anything to, to clean that up. Yeah, the team is not buttoned up at all. It absolutely has a lot to do with the coaching. It has to. I mean, ultimately, it comes back to the coaching. And um, I think the worst thing that could have happened for the Jets was the fact that they were so – I think the worst thing that happened to us was that we beat the Bills. I think that was, I feel like that was, in the long run, even though it felt amazing in the moment, I feel like it was borrowing happiness from the rest of the season. It was the worst thing that could have happened for, to us in the long run because – it made them whistle past the graveyard with uh, with Zach Wilson. I mean, winning that game in such a dramatic fashion was able to sugarcoat how bad Wilson really was, and it was easy to kind of forget about it because we won that game, and that because of that, we didn't, the, the Jets didn't make any changes. Uh, it, that, that, that was the worst thing that could have happened. I mean, it would have been better if Zach Wilson was just awful right away. That would have been so much better because at least then maybe we would have made some changes, but instead they just pretended like this wasn't going to happen. And we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But I, but I, so the, the, the option to me, the, there is only one option, which is they need to say that 
Zach Wilson, they need to wish him luck somewhere else and get rid of him because he's not going to come back now again after being put down third string again. If Rodgers comes back next year, say he were to play the year after, he A, they would have to give him a contract, and B, he's not going to come back again after being third stringed. And, uh, and it would be absolutely insane to have him as the backup next season as well. So well, yeah. I, I think I would just even cut him now, honestly. You, you might as well because they're not. And they're putting Tim Boyle in. Tim Boyle, <laughs> like. Well, it, it, you mentioned the Giants. Zach Wilson's been outthrown by been outthrown in touchdown passes by Tommy DeVito, and Zach Wilson started every game except for the first game. And the first game, he played ninety percent of the game. Yeah. He's been at, and, and, he's thrown less touchdowns than Tommy DeVito. And the Giants, the Giants should have beaten the Jets if not for that missed field goal by Graham Gano. Yeah, and but, and and the way the jo- that that Devito has played, not he didn't. I mean, the Cowboys kind of gave him touchdowns, but like the way he played against Washington is a big indictment on Brian Dable too. They didn't even let him throw the ball in that Jet game. I mean, he's yeah. not he's not completely. In, it's he's not throwing an interception every time he touches the ball. Then he should have just been let to throw. So incompetent coaching on both for both teams, honestly. Yeah, clearly. I, I mean, the the Jets are. I mean. My biggest problem, I would say, is the fact that the Jets didn't make any moves. The fact that they could have gotten a Carson Wentz or a Gardner Minshew or a serviceable quarterback after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Um, They could have had a different backup. I mean, they had Zach Wilson as their backup, knowing that Aaron Rodgers being a 40-year-old quarterback, not the most unpredictable thing in the world that a 40-year-old quarterback is going to get injured. And that was the preparation they had, knowing what Zach Wilson is. I mean, we know what Zach Wilson is. Yeah, that was the biggest mistake. That that was just being completely unprepared. Now, Jet fans, I think most Jet fans at the time, were just excited about Rodgers and weren't really thinking about the possibilities of what could go wrong. But you got to know that as a pos- that's a that that's a possibility. Even if even if like Rodgers wasn't going to be out for the whole year and he was going to be out for one or two games or something. Even then, you don't want to have Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Yeah. It, like, but, it, it, and, and Jet fans aren't the ones making the decision either. So Jet right. fans be happy with what they want. The people in the back need to keep them. And remember, he was out a couple of years ago with a toe injury. Like, it, it, it wasn't unfathomable. A, it wasn't unfathomable to think that he would miss the season. But it, it certainly was probably in the realm of possibility that he wouldn't play all 17 games. I mean, I would that argue was, it was probably most likely that he wouldn't play all yeah. 17 games. Yeah. So it, it's just, I mean, right now it's it's a disaster for uh, both New York teams. Um, I think the biggest problem, though, is that we I, I don't. The biggest problem with the Jets is that, like, I think we all thought we had a chance a week ago. A week well, ago, they, it seemed. Yeah, but they, they have a chance. Like they, they, they've had a chance. The, the 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 thing is that would infuriate me if if I was a Jet fan is that they're just going to completely, unless they win the Super Bowl next season, they're going to completely waste this defense, which is infuriating if you're a Jet fan. Yep. I mean, you need – your defense can't just bail you out every every time. I mean, you need to have an offense too. But, um, yeah, but the, the – the, 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 I, I think that also the, the penalties have to stop. Procedure penalties they take. Personal fouls they take. I mean – Holdings they take a million times, you know. They they they're 
as undisciplined a team as you could be. Yeah, it, it's a, it's just and that and that all comes back down to coaching. Yeah, that all comes, and, and not to mention a lot of a lot of it is like special teams too. Sometimes I mean, special teams kills them. Yeah, I, well, the first the the first the, to talk about the defense, the first play of the game, Gibson fumbled the ball, and yeah. they, the defense is so good that they didn't even give up a touchdown. They gave up negative yards on that drive. Yeah. So and the Bills started like the twenty. So the defense is – it has to be infuriating. And the other thing that I think they also risk is that uh, when the defense plays this good and the offense plays as bad and there's not, like, a lot of accountability, I feel like Sala also r- runs a, a risk of losing the room as well. Yeah, I, or maybe he's already lost the room. I don't know. Or maybe he's already um, lost. Uh, so I, I want to get into some of, the, some of our picks for uh, next week. I'll let you go first. Rams at uh, Cardinals. Rams, yeah, I, I actually think uh, the Cardinals have been a real uh, a different team since uh, Kyler Murray came back. Uh, the, they won a game, and they should have won at um, at uh, Houston, or they had a chance to win at Houston. And the Rams also got re- kind of lucky to beat the Seahawks. They're they're not a good team, in my opinion. And so I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, no, this is like the 2021. These are like the two best teams in the NFC in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jags at Texans. I like this one too. Yeah. I like the Jaguars. I I, I disagree. No, I, the, the Texans are kind of the Texans. Like I said, the Texans should have lost the Cardinals. I know, but the Texans should have lost the Cardinals. And the Jaguars are a really good team. They just had a bad the game Texans against the Texans have been good too. The Texans have been good too. Yeah, but they're really young and, and, uh, I, I I like the Jags in this game. All right, I think well, the Jags have more experience. This, my problem with the Jags is I agree that the Jaguars are a good team, but I don't know. Sometimes they just lay an egg. Yeah, occasionally they just I, have I, I really like bad it. games. Um, all right, so Ravens and Chargers. We're both picking this. Yeah, I, I'm on the Ravens. I, I totally disagree. I'm all. I hate how much last I like last week you said that they were the best. That they were the best. Uh, uh, Four and five team you've ever seen in your life, and then they gave up three hundred yards to Jordan Love, and the Ravens. Well, first of all, they are, are the best. best they were the best four and five team I've ever seen. Okay, um, I think the Ravens team. are the best team in the NFL. So, no, they're not the best team in the NFL. They're up there. I would say they're top five. They have the one right now. They have the one seed in the AFC. Okay, but so, I mean, I still don't no. think they're the best team in the. Well, I'll I think they're the best team in the AFC. Okay, I'll give you. Um, no, the, the second best team in the AFC. I would give you. So yeah, I'm gonna take them, and and also the Chargers have no uh, uh, home field advantage. So, well, yeah, LA is not known for having uh, the best fans, but no, I- I'm going with the Chargers on this because for a few reasons. First of all, I think this is a bounce back game for the Chargers after losing to Jordan Love, uh, but also most of these games that the Chargers are losing, other than the games against other than against the Chiefs, they're all close. I mean. When the Chargers play good teams, they don't beat them, but they keep it within three and a half almost all the time. And they're at home and they're getting three and a half points just because they're badly coached and their defense is well below average. They can still score a lot of points and be competitive against good teams, which which they've shown to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I mean, they have a bad defense and they have a bad coach. The team stinks like... Yeah, well, no, I don't think they stink. I don't think they stink. I think that 
they're they lose a lot, which matters, but most of their losses have been against really good teams, and they were competitive against those teams. I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I'm not saying they are. I'm just picking them to cover. That's it. I'm only picking them to cover three and a half. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I, um. Okay, so Steelers at Bengals plus one and a half. I love the Steelers. The Bengal Jake Browning is starting for the Bengals. Um. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is a little easy. Yeah, I agree. The Steelers have been a pretty – I think the Steelers have been pretty decent. Um, the only thing that uh, – and, and the Steelers just fired their offensive coordinator. They might get a bump. The only thing that does worry yeah. me is the Steelers' offense is horrible. But. It, it is, but like I said, they fired Matt Canada, so. Yeah. And everybody hates Matt Canada. Correct. Mm. Um, all right, so last one, Bills at Eagles. I really like the Bills here, uh, plus three and a half. You think I'm crazy. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. That makes me even more confident. When the public is so on one side, you take the other, okay? That is how it usually works. Um, I'm not – look, the Eagles are a very good team. They're coming off a very emotional win. And the Bills – it's true that the – the thing with the Bills is that they play down to their competition. They make a lot of mistakes. But they've shown that they're actually pretty competitive against good teams. That's undeniable. Um, and the Bills have the talent to compete with the Eagles. The problem is they just make – I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I just think they can cover this spread and keep it close. Um, and the Eagles, I mean, they're not a team that blows everybody out. I think that the Bills could easily keep this close. Um, I mean, like keeping keeping it, keeping it within three and a half, I think the Bills absolutely can do that. I don't know. I like the Eagles at home against a, a Bills team. I don't think is very good. I think is kind of divided. I don't think beating the Jets did anything that shows me anything the way the Jets have played. I, I completely agree. I don't think it does either. I don't care that they beat the Jets, uh, but it's just that I think they're still a team with a lot of potential. They still have a lot of talent. They just make a lot of mistakes. That's the problem. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't compete against good teams because they've been good against every good team that they've played. They're bad against bad teams. That's their problem. They can't. They're not. They can't stay consistent against bad teams. That's the Bills' problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's college football rivalry week um, coming up. I do want to talk a little bit about Colorado. Um, I am not a Deion Sanders hater. Not a mm-hmm. Deion Sanders hater. Um, I'm kind of indifferent to him. I don't. I mean, I understand he's a big celebrity, um, but as a head coach, I don't know much about him yet. I mean, I mean, I will say he made Colorado relevant, but that's probably more because of his celebrity status and not necessarily his ability as a head coach, although it's a little bit of that too, probably. But I will say for a team that is now – for a team like Colorado, which is now so ba- – they are – what's their record now? Their record four is – Four and seven. Four and seven. Four and seven. Okay. Colorado is four and seven. They were three and oh. Yeah, and they were three and oh. The fact that, like, he was taking these victory laps when they beat some of the stinkiest teams. I mean, they beat TCU, and he's, like, doing this victory lap. And, like, Well, to be fair, first the first thing I would say about that is, to be fair to that, at the time of that game, Colorado was coming off a 2-10 and season, and TCU was coming off being in the national championship game, to be fair. The other thing I will say is, I – don't ju- you can't ever judge even in this uh, environment of of transfers. You can't really judge a college coach on his first year because he's coming in with a roster and pick. I think he's gonna. I think Colorado. In my this is gonna be a guess because 
it, their roster is going to change year to year. But I think they're going to be very good at, at points because he's going to bring in guys. There's no question he's going to bring in guys who want to play for him, especially like at that game. Even like the game against Colorado State, they were playing Colorado State and the amount of celebrities that were there. Like I, I think he's he's very good, obviously, for the brand of uh, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, Lil Wayne was at the game. Right. Lil Wayne is pretending to be a Colorado fan. You know that. Like, I never thought in a million years that rappers would pretend to be Colorado football fans. It, right, it's just, exactly. It, it's like, it's such a bizarre thing. Uh, I mean, it, I never would have thought that about Colorado. I agree with everything you just said. The only point that I'm making is when you talk shit like that and you're just brag, uh, like, it really looks bad when now you stink. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, also, I, I also think that the, uh, the, um, the, the media has almost completely forgotten that they exist now. Because they're not, because they're not relevant anymore. And right. everything is moving on to like the college football playoff and right. You know, all of the very, all the relevant teams. Um, and I, I don't know how much the conference realignment thing is going to have to, uh, is uh, going to change things with Colorado. I mean, I guess it will a little bit with them moving to the big 12. Right. Um, but you know, all, all there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in college football right now. Um, so it, it's rivalry week. Uh, there's all sorts of games coming up and we're going to make picks in all of them. Uh, so hold on a second. All right. So let's do you, you said you're going to take, by the way, I was one and two last week in my picks, um, in, in my college picks. Uh, all right. So you're taking Ohio state and Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State plus three and a half, and I will also be betting uh, Ohio State on the money line. Ohio State is going to win this game. Ohio State, I have not thought was a good team the whole year. Don't think that it matters. I think Michigan's got a lot going on. Didn't play well against Maryland. Beat Ohio State last year, which I think matters in rivalry games, who won the game last year. Uh, I think Ohio State goes in and wins this game. I, I think I'm with you with the spread. I am not willing to take Ohio State to win it outright. Uh, the, the three and a half makes me nervous. I think they could definitely keep this close. Overall, right now, I think Michigan's been a better team. Although, I mean, I don't know how much I can really say about Michigan. Other than Penn State, their schedule hasn't been very good. No. Uh, I also think J.J. Uh, McCarthy got hurt decent in uh, the Penn state game. And he didn't look very good against Maryland. I think he might also be, be a little hurt. Yeah, he might be. I, I don't know. Um, I, I really do like Michigan's defense though. Michigan does have a very good defense. Yeah. Ohio state does as well though. Yeah. But, and Ohio state, I, the, the, uh, but uh, Michigan also has not played anybody even in, in the same realm as Marvin Harrison jr. Though as well. So that, that part is also true. Um, they, I, I mean, it, it, you're right. They they weren't good against Maryland. Um, they they beat they beat Penn State on the road though, so that's still a pretty good win. Uh, but for the most part, before that, their schedule hasn't been very strong. Um, overall, I think Michigan's a better team right now. But um, I, I think this game could go either way. I'm just gonna take. I would take Ohio State to cover, but Michigan to win outright. Um, all right. So hold on a second. Okay, Arizona at Arizona State. Yeah, I, I took uh I took the over under on this just because last week ASU we were down fifty we were down forty two to nothing at uh, at the half and uh, Arizona put up I think 
35 at halftime last game they played Utah. They put up 40-something in the game overall. So the only the over-under is 50. I think Arizona could score about 40 of them. So uh, I, I, I take the over yeah. in this one, and it's going to be a nice day. The, those games normally go over. Uh, and if I had to pick, I would probably, unfortunately, take Arizona in the 10 and a half. I know you hate Arizona. Uh, but, yeah. uh, I mean, Arizona's actually good this year. Well, it's one of, yeah. it's one of their um, better seasons. This is a better season they've had in a long time, yeah. And you're also taking Wazoo at Washington. Yeah, first of all, 16 and a half, too much for a rivalry game. I don't care who's playing. And Wazoo is pretty good. They beat uh, Colorado, like we talked about, 54 to 10. They, uh, they've had some decent wins. They had some bad losses, but they're not 17 points less. To say that, like uh, Arizona State, as bad as Arizona State have been, Washington beat them by six at Washington. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cover an Apple Cup game. Sixteen. And and I don't think Washington almost. Washington also almost lost to Stanford. Washington. Washington's defense sucks, and they yeah. give up big leads very week. often. Yeah, they could have lost last week. Yeah, they. Uh, they um. I, I, sixteen and a half is so many points for a rivalry game. Yes, yeah. it's it. it yeah, I actually completely agree with you on this. I would probably go with Washington State also. Um, all right, so I'm gonna make <clears throat> I'm gonna make my picks now. All right, so the whoever oh, it is. Okay, the Iron Bowl, Auburn is getting 14 and a half. Um, I love Auburn this game. Uh the it's an it's a it's a rivalry game. It's the it's the Iron Bowl at Auburn. Right. Auburn tends to play very well against uh tends to play Alabama tough. It, it in these uh in the iron bowl um i mean auburn's not very good this year but i don't like alabama sometimes has these close calls i mean this is one of the weaker alabama teams we've seen and within the past few years and even when they were better when even alabama even when the distance between alabama and auburn was bigger uh auburn was able to keep it close so i, I don't know i think 14 and a half points is too much for a team on the road in a rivalry game yeah, I I really see Auburn being able to cover this. I agree. I there's there's the difference between college football and uh, and the NFL. Also, is uh, I agree with the fourteen half. The teams play two seasons basically, which is they play an eleven game season and then they play their rivalry game, which is like in a season of itself. It doesn't matter if if one team is zero and eleven and the other is eleven and zero. Teams are up for this game for these games. Like I. I Always think big spreads are a lot for these teams. Really get up for the rivalry games. Yeah. Um, all right. So Wisconsin at Minnesota, forty-two and a half. Um, Minnesota's giving two and a half uh, minus Minnesota minus two and a half. I'm going with the under forty-two and a half. Um, I, I think this game is going to be a very typical Big Ten West sort of <laughs> yeah, sort I of matchup. Um, I would take uh, I would take Wisconsin too. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, do you know what the spread is in the Iowa-Nebraska game? Yeah, I think – you mean the over-under? I mean, it's not the spread, the over-under. I think it was 29 – 26 or 29? 26 and a half. 26 and a half, yeah. It's the lowest That's, ever. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I have to, I, I might, I'm, I'm going to bet it just on principle. <laughs> oh, you're gonna, are you going to bet the under? No, the over. The over, just just on principle. I bet the over in um. I bet the over when Iowa played Northwestern. It was the lowest ever at the time. It was thirty two, and it didn't even get anywhere close. I think I would probably bet 
I would probably bet I would maybe bet the over, but I would probably if anything I would bet Iowa. Nebraska's giving two and a half. Oh, I agree. I would bet Iowa, but uh, Iowa's I, like I, a sneaky uh, good team. They are, and uh, but I would uh, I, I just just the thought of having to root for the under thirty two is just a horrible thought. In this case, twenty six or twenty six. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a horrible thought. Yeah, everything you every score you're just every time somebody goes on a big run you're just dreading. I mean, if there are two, say there was like a team scored and then like a fumble happened and and another team scored, you'd be halfway there already. Yeah, it's just a disaster. Yeah. Um, and the other is Texas A and M at LSU minus eleven and a half. Um, I like to, I like LSU minus eleven and a half. Um. Texas A&M, they're going through a lot right now with um, with Jimbo Fisher uh, getting fired and all that. Um, I, I I just see LSU being able to – not to mention Texas A&M beat them last year. So I, I like LSU to cover this. Yeah, I agree. I like LSU. And, and Jimbo Fisher is – you know how much money – he's getting paid like an insane amount of money to not work. Uh I saw something like he was getting paid like twenty six thousand dollars a day, mm-hmm. seventy five million over. Yes, so, yeah. okay, so seven point two million annually through twenty thirty one. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, being a bad college football coach is like the best deal you can get. Correct. Like that's got to be amazing. Like my He's dream kind of- is to like be a college football coach and utterly fail because I'll get paid yes. an insane amount of money to do nothing. Yeah, it's it's insane. He's got a Bobby Bonilla deal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Bobby is like the Bob. Yeah, he's like the Bobby Bonilla of college football coaches. Um, although Texas A and M has gotten a lot better since last year, to to his credit. Yeah, the, the the thing that I don't understand is they're like, oh, we're stuck in neutral. But a lot of teams would take that. A lot of schools would take that. Yeah, neutral. No, three. that's absolutely true. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you didn't pay as much money to. Ju- Pay Jimbo Fisher the money you paid him to be. No, whether no matter what, they're going to pay him. So that's true. They have to pay him a lot. Of, they either have to pay him money to be stuck in neutral or to not coach. Right, and, and then, then you're going to have to another, pay another coach to likely yeah. be stuck in neutral. Right, but but it depends on how much you pay that other coach and who it is, and I don't know. Um, yeah, Texas A and M. What a disaster that program is. Um, and, and if, you brought in, if you brought in another coach, say you said, okay, we're paying Jimbo Fisher, so we're going to bring in another coach. He has to win 10 games a year because you're winning nine games a year. And then even if he wins, even if you pay him less, you're still paying Jimbo Fisher. So it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, Yeah, um, but they likely think that they can get a head coach better than – I mean, Texas A&M this year is seven and four. Yeah. So likely they'll go. Uh, given that they're heavy underdogs against LSU in the regular season, they'll likely go seven and five. Yeah, it's not that hard for them to be able to get a head coach to get to do better than that. I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, I never thought Jimbo Fisher was that good of a head coach. Anyway, um, yeah. he won with Jameis Winston, and that's basically what put him over the top. And this um, this game. Uh, uh... Actually, it will always remind me of uh, the seventy-two seventy uh, game they played the day after Thanksgiving on uh, twenty in uh, twenty eighteen when they played that game that was like seven overtimes, and that was uh, yes. we, I actually we actually watched that at uh, uh, 
Brady's in Ramsey, New Jersey, where I was banned from uh, at the end of the night. <laughs> that night. That'll always uh, remind me of that. Yes, the Brady's the Brady's Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seventy. Yeah, that that was that was a crazy game. That L, that LSU Texas A and M game, um, and it, not much change with the rankings uh, this week. Although the the thing is, sometimes I get, I'm under the impression that the committee makes a change um, because they want to feel like they're doing something useful. They want to feel useful. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just change this one little thing. Um, sometimes yeah. I think it's okay to just cancel the whole thing and just be like, eh, we're not changing anything. <laughs> like this right. week, yeah. the only thing they changed was Washington and Florida State. Right. Which they, they only do the, – the, like I was listening to people talk about this on other shows, which they're right about. If they keep Florida State out – they're undefeated, then that would be ridiculous because you would basically just be saying it doesn't matter what happened in games. It matters who's healthiest. Right. The reason they did it is because they're most likely, the reason they dropped them is because Florida state as of now is most likely not a top four team without their, without Jordan Travis. Um, Now, realistically speaking, I, I think there's a difference between the rankings that you have to actually put out and, who the actual best teams are. I don't think that Washington is a top four team at all no, in I terms agree. of their, you agree with me? Yeah. They're not a top four team. They're, they're not a top four team, but because they're undefeated and they fit all the criteria, uh, the committee kind of has to make them a top four team or a potential top four team. Um, the thing with Florida state is that they still control their own destiny, even though right now they're not a top five team, Michigan or Ohio state is going to lose. So, it, one of those teams is going to lose, so they're guaranteed to be a top four team if they were to win. Right. Um, I, I mean, they, they they certainly. So I don't think these rankings mean that much in terms of the playoffs. Although, although rankings do matter, but not so much in this particular context. Um, I mean, they matter more for like they matter a lot when it comes to like coaches getting hired and fired based on how many times you're in the top twenty five and things like that. All of that matters, but in the, in this particular context, uh, in terms of the playoff, it's probably not going to matter that much. Um, but they're going to be in a real in for a real shit show. If I mean, I think Alabama, if you know Georgia loses, or but or, I mean, look, I think the winner of the loser of Ohio State and Michigan is most likely out. But I mean, given the fact that Jordan Travis is now hurt, you don't know what might. It, we, we don't know what, what might happen. I mean, they might end up losing to Louisville. I mean, we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. And we don't know how good of a team they are without Jordan Travis. Um, I can't remember any other time where the, the committee has been in this type of position, where this late in the season, a quarterback of a top four team gets injured. Yeah, I don't know either. But we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. They got Florida this weekend, so we'll see how they do. You never know. I mean, Florida is a disaster. Graham Mertz stinks. Um, it should be an easy win. It should be a win for. I mean, they're they're favored by six and a half without Jordan Travis. So I don't know what the spread would have been if Jordan Travis was still healthy. Yeah, um, the problem. My biggest fear is Florida State wins and they're just not good enough to be in the top four without Jordan Travis. No, I, I mean I think that's <clears throat> a very uh, strong possibility. Um, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, 
I mean, the, the, uh, all right. So I do want to talk a little bit about, hold on a second. Where is this? Uh, where is this? About Carissa. There it is. Okay. Carissa Thompson admitted to being a fake news reporter. Um, she admitted to making on part of my take admitted to making up reports on the sidelines I don't know. I thought this was kind of funny, um, but also really stupid on her part. And, like, my thoughts are more along the lines of, like, why would you admit – for her sake, it's hard – it's dumb to admit it. But also, it's like, if you're a sideline reporter, just say what's true. You don't have to make it up. Well, what she said – what she actually said was that if she knows the coach and she didn't get a chance to speak to him, that she'll – like make up a cliche, like we need to run the ball more or something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see sort of both sides of it. I could see like people saying that her was taken out of context. That it's not that big a deal, but I could also see like people who have climbed like a long way to get there feeling like their profession is being like boiled down to like, Oh, you're just making stuff up. Um, because she said something, but I do think it was, it was, it was, it got to a point of like overreaction where people yeah, were just like, I think so too. You. I mean, I don't believe anybody actually cares about Carissa Thompson making right. up these reports, but it does, it, it is unprofessional to just claim that a coach said things that they didn't actually say. I mean, just, yeah, of don't course. I mean, don't lie about it when your only job is to just be a sideline reporter. You're on screen for like 30 seconds. You could just go, you know, you can just kind of, um, Think of think of a couple of words to say, and then just go right. back to whoever is on the screen. I mean, you just don't need to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think it's. I don't know if it's like that that big a deal. I don't know how many people. It's also crazy to me. Like one thing that she said in that interview was like they do a ton of prep and 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 calls and interviews during the week, and then they're on screen for like twenty seconds, literally. Yeah, like, that's the craziest part. But yeah, I I, I thought it got to it, it was. I agree that it's. It, she shouldn't have said it and stuff like that. But I did think it got to that inter- to that point, which everything gets to in the internet where it's like, oh, this is something that shouldn't have happened. And then it just goes way over the top of reaction. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No, that, that's, that part is definitely true. Um, I guess people get makes- so serious about like, like you only have like really like an hour after something happens to get off jokes. And then the, ser- the people who are serious about everything come through and that's what happened. Yeah. Here. Yeah, it, it but that's part of what makes the internet kind of entertaining is all the crazy people. Yeah. I guess like if everybody on Twitter was just a normal, well-adjusted, sane person, it wouldn't be so much fun. And I don't know like how much like like how much these reports like matter. Like if she says like oh run the ball, um like uh if she says like oh run the ball like and stuff like that, I don't really think it'll get noticed that much. Like, it's not like she's reporting like that President Kennedy's riding with the convertible top up or something, and then it's easily noticeable <laughs> that that's not what happened. But I mean, that like, I don't know how how big a deal it is that she said like that a coach said something that they didn't entirely say. Well, I, I think if, it's I think it's a big deal to people in the journalism profession. Yeah, who really care about the the integrity of the profession. And try to do their jobs the best they can. And she's still going on talking about how she made things up. I get that reaction completely. Yeah. Um, More than anything, I just like, you know, people kind of, I I think some of the memes about it were very funny. 
Right, exactly. And then, so that that was, like, the funny part. And then you get, like, the people who are like, oh, this is, like, ruined the entire uh, integrity of old journalism. It's like, all right, take it. Yeah, down. I mean, I don't... I don't think it's it would be fair to look at all sideline reporters as making things up just because Carissa Thompson did it. And it doesn't even sound like she did it every game. Like she it wasn't, didn't do it, it every time. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It, like I don't think that's fair either. Every individual is different and they all do right. their jobs differently. Um Yeah, we, I, I guess like Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I've I, to me I've always thought it seemed I always felt kind of bad for reporters who had to like go to like press conferences and ask coaches questions. That sounds, that seems so miserable. And it, it, it just, I don't know. It just seems so difficult to like be in this mosh pit of people and be like, coach. How well, or especially like, yeah. I, I, I think the same thing, like during games, like the guys in the middle of a game and like, they're trying to ask him questions. Like I always thought that was like, but at the same time I get, I don't like it when coach, when you see coaches like Bill, uh, like not so much like Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick, I don't think is that bad with it, but like Greg Popovich is rude to reporters and right. like, he has no respect. He's rude to reporters like a hundred percent of the time. He, it's right. like, I don't know. They're just trying to do their jobs. When Marshawn Lynch refused to talk to reporters, I thought it was an asshole move. Like mm. just the reporters are trying to do their jobs and you're paid a lot of money and you're contractually obligated to answer, answer their questions. It's not, it takes a small amount of time. Just fucking do it. Like, right. don't be a jerk about it. And it's, and it's, and at the end of the day, no matter what, it's entertainment meant to be on television. So if it wasn't on television, right. So if it wasn't on television, you wouldn't be making anywhere near the money that you have. So, right. You know, I, I mean, sports, it's not yeah. like scripted entertainment, but it's right. similar to like, it's a little bit like it's kind of like reality TV in a sense. Yeah, sports. it's like I agree. Yeah, like you know, there's, I mean, not, none of it is scripted. Although a lot of it looks like it could be scripted. I mean, based on right. everything that happens, like right. But it, yeah, it's really just a form of entertainment. Um, but yeah, more than this week though, I'm very much looking forward to uh, all the college football. Although, if anything, I'm really just sad that the season's almost over. Yeah, yeah, that, I know it's, it, that, it that came really quick. Really it came up. This yeah. season went by a blink of an eye. It always, it always does. So that yeah, really that part kind of sucks. All right. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, if you're betting, good luck on all your bets or whatever you're doing. <laughs>